Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the NBA free agency bonanza, the blitz of all the free agents going everywhere. LeBron to the Lakers. You got Rajon, Lance Stevenson, JaVel McGee joining him. You got even Boogie Cousins going to Golden State. We're going to talk about all the free agencies, all the free agents that left, how that affects the Western and the Eastern Conference in the NBA. My co-host, Adrian Catwell, join me right now, and that's on Guys Talking Sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Um, Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for checking us out on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, on all the podcasts. I really appreciate the love. Uh, So without further ado, we're going to get things started. Got my co-host with me, Adrian Catwell. So what's going on, Ace Man? How's everything going? Man, it's great. Happy 4th of July to everybody out there. Managed to pull a couple of hours of work and then got straight to some barbecuing. And now I'm just relaxing. So Ready to dive into the NBA free agent frenzy. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Um, right now, where I'm at right now, it's just sweltering hot with no AC. The fan that I have is just really going slowly. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay with you until <laughs> the end of this podcast. But this heat is right now. It's just really hitting me right now. So. I feel you. I feel you, dude. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get started. Of course, our other co-host, Earl Ross, couldn't be able to make it. Um, he's on special assignment covering the 4th of July weekend So um, and everything else sports-related. So I know he's enjoying himself, and we'll get back with him on the next time we have the podcast. So without further ado, we're going to get started. We're going to talk about the NBA free agent bonanza, the craziness that just went down these past couple of days. Um, Started on July 1st with a couple of big signings. Of course, none bigger than LeBron James going to the L.A. Lakers. Um, But there was definitely some other signings that were a little bit surprising. So Mm -hmm. I guess you all know about everything else that's going on with, you know, um, LeBron, of course, with L.A., JaVale McGee with Lance Stevenson, and also Rajon Rondo, now L.A. Lakers. Uh, right now, um, the biggest surprise, of course, is now Boogie Cousins signing with Golden State and the Warriors, um, along with other key pieces as well. Uh, just found out um, that Dwight Howard now was bought out by the Brooklyn Nets, and now it's going to be signing with the Washington Wizards. So mm-hmm. with that being said, Adrian, with all this bonanza with the free agency, you know, everything that's going on, let me get your take on what happened with the free agency and your thoughts about the free agency. Uh, I guess I can start off by saying I was a, a little bit shocked uh, with Paul George staying in OKC. Um, not, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that it was far-fetched of a scenario. Uh, because obviously they didn't end the season the way they would have hoped. It takes some time when you have big name players getting together and gelling. So I know we were having some conversations earlier, or late last week or early this week, where I made a bold prediction that I believe OKC is going to make it to the Western Conference uh, Championship next year for this upcoming season. And I know it sounds kind of crazy because Carmelo doesn't seem like he's going to be that dude. But I think, I think the bottom line is now where the West has now become 
if it was competitive before, now it's ultra competitive now because LeBron is there. And it's obvious Le- Le- LeBron and his history with taking any team that he's on and pretty much taking it to the final. I don't think that's the case this year. Um, I think that's where it's going to end. I think, I think with OKC coming back, they got some key people re-signed back. Um, they got a uh, I want to say they they pulled uh, Julius Randle. Was it Julius Randle with the OKC? No, Julius Randle went to the New Orleans Pelicans. Right, 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 right. Okay, that's still the West, and they still probably the seven seed. <laughs> OKC pulled New Orleans Noel. Yes, yes, and I think that core, Nurls Noel, has something to prove. I think he's going to go out there hungry, and is going to bring a different dimension. To OKC, and um, it's going to be really interesting to see how everything kind of just plays out. Um, Golden State, Demarcus Cousins. Wow, I'm not sure he's going to be that player that he was, but if he's even better than Zaja Pajuliets or whatever his name is, or he's definitely an upgrade than Javale McGee. So I mean, if, Jam- if Javale was giving them six. Four and six, Boogie Easy at eighty percent could give them twelve and twelve. You know, if if he starts or even if he comes off and is the key guy on the second team. Um, ultimately, with all the moves that took place in the West, it's still Golden State to lose. Uh, I don't see how Kawhi and the, uh, the Spurs and the Lakers and they're trying to figure out a trade. Uh, from my understanding, what the Spurs are asking for for the Lakers, I think it's with Kuzma, um, um, uh, Brandon, what the hell, what could, uh, Brandon Ingram, Brandon, Brandon Ingram, another cat, two first rounders, and some more stuff for Kawhi Leonard. And I'm not saying that it seems like a bit much, but I mean, you're getting a two-time or three-time All-NBA defender, uh, multiple-time All-Star, was averaging about 27, 28 points a game when he was with San Antonio, so he's no slouch. And he's pretty much, in basketball terms nowadays, in his prime, um, especially considering he pretty much didn't play at all last year, so his quad or whatever the heck is bothering him, if he even has an injury at all, is, uh, it should be an issue. Now, I'm not saying that a Kawhi and LeBron-led team can take out a Golden State, but I think they can make things difficult because you have Kawhi, who's a lockdown defender. He, of course, one of the guys is going to go off. I mean, you can't guard all three, but you can shut down a KD or you can shut down a Clay. Matter of fact, I think if you shut down a Clay, you, you stand a pretty good chance of winning because – KD and Steph can't do it by themselves. They need that. Well, that's not true. They, they do tend to do it by themselves sometimes. But then when Clay comes in and drops like 20 and 30, like in a flash, then it's like, wow, they're unbeatable. I know I'm just rambling at this moment. Uh, just so much to really digest. I mean, what's left in the East now? I mean, I'm going to let you give your take on, you know, everything that happened in the West. I'm not even going to touch the East because I heard a rumor that okay, I'm gonna wait 
to hear your point on the West. And then I heard talk about, you probably saw the same rumor I saw on Bleacher Report as well about a certain team that this was in the Um, we lost your feed and lost your audio. Um, but I, I'll continue to talk until you, um, I guess you fix your feed. So my thoughts on the West. Um, I basically, hmm, how can I put this? We already knew what LeBron was going to do. That's basically the bottom line. Um, basically we threw, we knew what LeBron was going to do. He was going to LA. Everything was set for him to go to LA. So there was nothing like nothing new. Um, as far as that is concerned, the problem was, was that everybody just assumed that the talk was going to be all about LeBron. So he wasn't the only person that was in free agency. So there was a lot of underhanded behind the, behind the scenes, like deals that went down. Um, I thought the poor George signing was great for them to stay in OKC because OKC gambled and they basically won that gamble. Um, everybody thought that everybody thought that it was going to be, you know, uh, everybody thought that, you know, Paul George was just going to run right to LA and it did not happen. So, so at the end of the day, it's just like, the whole thing with OKC doing what they needed to do, I thought was a good idea. Um, I thought LeBron was going to L.A. That was no really big surprise. I think the biggest surprise, of course, was Cousins going to Golden State. Um, I don't know why people are upset about what he did. Basically, it's just a trial, a one-year trial. And why not try with the best team in the league? Um, Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. I can sweet, hear you. sweet, sweet. Okay. So, okay, um, I was saying before about saying the LeBron to the Lakers was no big surprise. Yeah. I thought that um, everybody knew that he was going to be basically all the behind the scenes stuff was showing that he was going to L.A. So it was really just a toss up between the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, but we all knew that he was going to the Lakers, so it was no big deal. I thought that Paul George staying in OKC was, was a good idea. Um, it was a good gamble for OKC to do all of that thinking that Paul George was going to go to L.A. and he decided to stay in OKC. I think that relationship with him and Westbrook makes it an ideal fit, um, to be honest with you, more of a fit than he would have been with LeBron. And I think now that uh, Paul George and Westbrook are the best of buddies and what OKC is doing, unfortunately, they have that big, humu- humongous um, party. Yeah. But yeah. now, did you find it odd? Now, I don't find it so much odd. I believe that Carmelo and Lala was doing some community type of stuff that happened with, uh, uh, I forget what was going on community-wise, but they were speaking out. So was it the Annapolis shooting or, or something that took place recently? Yeah. But I found it kind of odd that he wasn't at the party. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't, respecting, I wasn't expecting him to be there at this point. I think that they're not the best of – I think the Carmelo's thing, I don't think that they're, the, they're on the best speaking terms as far as that is concerned um, because all the talk about, you know, I just don't see the, the chemistry there. I see the chemistry there more with George and Westbrook than I see them, if anybody, with 
Carmelo Anthony. As a matter of fact, you don't really see him interacting with any of the OKC players. It's just more so of a Westbrook, Paul George, and the rest of OKC, then there's Melo. So I wonder if it's if his separation from his wife and everything personal might be taking a toll on him. That could be the case, too. I, like I said, we, I, we don't know. Um, everything could be all, you know, they could be good as friends. So you don't know. But the sure. point is, is that whatever it is, is, you could definitely see a lack of chemistry there between Melo and OKC, whether it's players, whether it's management. And I'm going to be honest with you, I just don't see – like you said before, and you had this conversation about if Melo can accept the backup role, then – everything would be good, you know, because he could be that dude off the bench. And you even said that. The problem is is that if he's talking like, I'm not coming off the bench, I don't know why, you know, people are saying that, blah, 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 blah. It's the, it, it messes up the chemistry. Right. So if it's going to mess up the chemistry, I just don't see, okay, until the chemistry is righted or, or changed or improved, I just don't see them – doing more than what they can, but just I just don't see how that can factor in. I think them re-signing Jeremiah Grant is a is a great idea because yeah. he will if Melo was to take the back seat, he would be thrust in the starring role with Westbrook and George. And I think it's a better fit. Um between him and Robeson coming back of course as well, bringing that defensive anchor, I think that they have what it takes to 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 the potential to move up in the West. Um, even though LeBron is there right now with the current group they have, I don't see them being first, second, or third at this point. I see them making the playoffs, but I just don't see them at this stage um, being ranked up with one of the top teams in the West. Um, at least until I see the chemistry between the players. Them bringing Rondo in and him battling with ball, that in alone is just going to be a a, a, – it's going to be very interesting to see. Well, it's no more interesting than uh, Lance Stevenson blowing in LeBron's ear. You know, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out as well. I think that LeBron is going to be – I think LeBron and Lance is going to be the best of friends. I mean, it's like keep your enemies close, your friends close, but your enemies closer. Type right. thing. So I think Lance is going to, you know, he does it if he's playing against LeBron. I think that they're going to actually work well together, to be honest. I have a feeling that them two is going to be more entwined to be like that buddy-buddy type, more so than anybody else. The whole thing I'm concerned is, um, pending what they do with Kawhi Leonard, of course, is how the young squad is going to mesh with the veterans. That is going to be an interesting story in itself. Is Cal Kuzma, um, Brandon Ingram, are they going to really take a step back for these veterans to come in and overtake their position? Is Lonzo Ball going to be happy if Rondo starts over him? I think these are stories that's going to make up, that's going to keep L.A. in talks for a while. I think I read something on Bleacher Report where they said that the balls camp leaked the leaked the the torn meniscus so that he wouldn't be a trade bait. But 
No, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, he's decent, but is he something that some a team would actually covet? You know, is, is he trade-worthy? <laughs> to be honest, he is trade-worthy, but the thing is, is that the teams already know what they're getting if they get, if they traded for Lonzo Ball. So right. I think that what it was is that, yeah, of course, Ball's going to put his team is going to – or his his people's is going to put that out there. But I don't think the rest of the NBA teams really care about it. If they trade for him, they're going to trade for him. If they're not, they're not. So If, you, if you're a GM, would you trade for Ball? No. <laughs> well, I mean – but that's just, you know, that's me. Like, I could easily find another point guard to be a four general. Like, right. to be honest, let's just call it like I see it. If they were so if, – if balls – if the ball camp was so tight or so good as they say they were, they wouldn't have to put in Rondo. Exactly. 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 And that's the thing. I mean, like, LeBron – I understand why LeBron would do that. L.A. to LeBron was family business. LeBron is already producing television shows and documentaries. He's already he's already acting and being in movies. His son is going to be starting high school ball, playing with some other high-profile athletes, uh, former NBA stars' sons. Um, and then also he wants to be the first father-son duo <laughs> In the NBA, and that's why it was exactly a four-year deal. Because once this four years is up, the kid goes in high school. By this time, they're going to stop the one and duns. It's another James. He's probably going to come right out of high school. Somebody's going to take him in the draft. And wherever he goes, that team knows that they're going to get LeBron too. Granted, it's going to be Twilight LeBron that's going to give you 20, 23 minutes a game, probably give you 15 to 17 points a game because he's not going to be that same player. At least, but then again, I don't know. LeBron is LeBron. I mean, he might be able to still be that same player five years from now, and he'll be thirty-nine years old. But who knows? You know, I never even thought about that. Maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the first father-son duo to play in a league together. And yeah. that's an interesting yeah. theory. Right? And that's and that's exactly why I think he did what he did. Because wherever he's, wherever his son is going to get drafted, they know it's a package. It's a package deal. The son and the father are going to come hand in hand. And that's why he's going to stay in L.A. for the four years because that's where his kid's going to go. He's not going to opt out. He's going to take the money. Because to LeBron, I guess at this point, it was never about the money. I mean, he makes – how much is he really worth at this point in his career with all the endorsements and everything else that he does? It's not about the money. Yeah. No, but you, you brought – like, I, it didn't even dawn on me about the four-year contract. But now it makes sense because, you know, now the kid can, can stay in high school for, and stay there for the full four years and then make the move after the fact or, you know, make that decision after the fact. So it, it, it makes a lot of sense, I, actually. I didn't even – it didn't even dawn on me. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So, I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. You know, shoot. <laughs> you got two Jameses. You got the up-and-coming, the up-and-coming young gunner. The father's going to sit there and teach him everything he knows. And then you got the old veteran. Yeah. He's like, he just wants to do it for I, – I, I'm probably sure he's going to want to do it for one season, and he calls it quits. By that time, he'd be 39, going to this 40, uh, 40 years old. He'd do it for one year, call it quits, and then he'll probably own a league, own a team somewhere. 
<laughs> Cleveland. But we could talk more. I'm to be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm done talking about LeBron. To me, talking about LeBron. Um <laughs> He's in LA. That's good. Let's see what he could do with the team that he has. Um, so um, I do think that Houston took a step back, losing Ariza um, yeah, yeah. to Phoenix. I thought that that was, you know, they're gonna. I don't. I don't see them regretting it, but they do need to resign all their players, especially Kent Capella. If they don't resign him, then there's a major drop off. Um, I did. I did read that uh, they're gonna match whatever. Is out there, and get, they're gonna match whoever comes at Capella and bring it back, which makes so, sense. But it's so funny that so many teams haven't even reached out to do that yet. I think that's what's more interesting. Like it seems so everybody's just waiting right now. But I think that it, it's interesting. But um, I just think that the Western Conference right now they just have so much. Um, I love the fact that Julius Randle went to um, the Pelicans. Immediately after, um, he saw that he wasn't in a long-term plan with the Lakers. And rightfully so. I mean, like, he already knew the writing was on the wall when you got LeBron James coming in. As much as he wanted to play with them, he was like, yo, if I'm not getting the playing time, why am I staying here? I'm not going to stay here just because, you know, LeBron James is here. And kudos to him for saying, you know what, I want more playing time. I want this. You can't promise you this, then I might as well just be out. And so, he was just starting to come into his own, too. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he knew that other teams wanted him. So, you know, kudos for him and kudos to the Pelicans for picking him up because I think that is going to be uh, – they've got a formidable front court with him, Anthony Davis, and Miritic. So, oh, yeah, no, uh, the Pelicans was nice without Boogie. So, I mean, think about with what he can bring. He doesn't have to be a cousin to uh, – to make the Pelicans great, he just needs to be get some boards. You know, give us ten to fifteen a game. Get you, you know, average a double double. We, we can take it from here, and we will continue to help develop you and make you into that better player. Exactly. I think he's in, I think he's in a perfect spot. Yeah. So, and he can play the four, or you know, him and Davis can play four or five, or Miritic at the three. I think that's a that's a deadly combination. Mm-hmm. Deadly combination. Um, but outside of that. You know, I really didn't see anything else, no movement um, that was ideal, you know. Um, well, if you want to flip side to the East now, now that <laughs> LeBron was that one tipping point where you just knew LeBron could carry a particular squad, you know, to the, to the finals for the East. Now, I, I wonder, outside of the business move, did did uh, the notion of LeBron being not having the true competition? I know we have so many group message, you know, message groups that we're a part of, and the biggest thing is, you know, LeBron goat versus Jordan goat, and LeBron gets flack for the competition that he plays in the East. I mean, it's not his fault that you know players decide that they want to go out west versus staying in the East. And there's no shortage of uh, superstar-type talent on the East. It's just that they're young and up-and-coming. You know, the Greek freak, um, Wall and Beal. I mean, I, I obviously they took a huge step back this season, what they were projected to be for this coming season. You know, they were projected to be the, 
the top backcourt in the NBA. Uh, going into this past season, they were, from what I heard, at least down in this area, maybe That's, they're biased. Let's maybe they're this, biased. Let's get this straight. DC fans are biased when it comes to saying stuff like that. But I, you know, the I wall and Bill was not the best front. I mean, backcourt in the NBA never was from previous years. Sorry. Okay, for for one or two, who for, for budding superstars? They're both all stars. Still, I they, they I mean, I don't even. They're to be honest, they're in the top. They're my top four in front court. I mean, back court. For as far as who's the top, who's the top three behind? Um, I got, um, I got, um, I got. Of course, Stephen Clay one. Mm-hmm. I got, I got Damon C.J. McCollum is two. I got Kyle and and um, DeRozan, um, three. Uh, and 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 I'm I'm. I probably can put another one or two, I mean, point guard, shooting guard, tandem in the mix over Wall and Bill. Sorry. But that's just my opinion. Uh, you know. Well, if you're if you if we step back from this season and then you go back to the previous season, Still? where they were both balling out and they before Wall got hurt in the second round of the playoffs. I still have the same. It's still the same. I had, I mean, that was how it's been last year. I mean, I had them last year as well. I mean, it's, and it's not because of the talent of Wall and Bill, but it's the fact that, let's be honest, the other team, the other backcourts had propelled their teams to a better record than what John and Bill did with the Washington Wizards. That's the bottom line. Toronto beat Washington um, in, even though they went game seven like the previous playoffs, <clears throat> Toronto still beat Washington. So that's why I give, you know, Lowry and DeMar DeRozan an edge over them. And that was last year, not concerning this past season. So this past season, of course, you definitely but, had – go ahead, I'm sorry. But no, I was going to say, I think that's the series that Wall got hurt and they lost to seven. If Wall hadn't got hurt in that series, I believe Wall would have beaten Toronto. That year. Because it, Wall and Bill were that nice – okay, so that was – 16, 17, so that's 15, yeah, 15, 16 NBA season. They were projected to beat Toronto because I think they were up 2-1 in that series before Wall broke his hand. Okay. And they still ended up going seven and losing. But Wall was that difference. I mean, Bill tried to carry the, carry the load, but I think that's that setback there. And then, of course, the, the pressure of building on the 15, 16 season, and it is – pretty much just fell flat in their face. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but then I think the same way about Milwaukee, too. Milwaukee really took a step back as well, considering what you thought of them for the 15-16 season. Yeah. And then going into this season, you thought, okay, I think they're a top three team. And they ended up being, like, what, number five, number six? You know? Yeah. No, so, I, I, I get what you're saying, but let's be honest. I don't think a lot of people had some of the teams in the East um, that was in the um, playoffs this past season in the Eastern Conference. I don't think a lot of people had some of those teams, like, projected to, to win those many games. Like, nobody didn't really have Indiana to be in the mix. Um, nobody, nobody didn't have um, – nobody didn't suspect, um, like, Toronto to be where they were when they was winning. Um, so – it, it it varies. It definitely varies. But I agree with you as far as like Milwaukee taking a step back. 
um, because everybody projected them to be at least a top three team, no matter what yeah. happens. And it still, they still fell short off that. So, because especially when you thought that you're getting a healthy Jabari Parker back, yes, for the coming season, you thought, yes. Then uh, this is why I, I'm. I mean, Mike Buten, Mike Butenhauser, um is I think is going to be a great fit for Milwaukee. I think they're going to change the dynamic. Um, I think they're going to definitely improve on the offense, which was definitely lacking um, some, somewhat. Um, and we'll see how that goes. And they needed a change. And they needed a right head coach to at least, you know, to coach them to get to where they need to be. They still got the same coach. I, I think I, no, I they, still, Mike Pugenhauser from Atlanta is now the new Milwaukee. Right, right, right. I think they still – I still think they overreacted and fired Kid abruptly. Kid didn't make the kid didn't do any favors helping them. Um, as far as what they did, I mean, they kind of made the. It, he wasn't the saint, I guess, quote unquote, in in Milwaukee for that to happen, so to speak. So, you know, and to be honest, a lot of I I know for a fact that I guess. Um, Giannis wasn't really too thrilled the fact that kid got fired, but you know he knew that was all part of the business. Right, right. And uh, I thought it was also refreshing that uh, Giannis came out and said that he wants to win a the NBA title for Milwaukee. Like he ain't joining no super team. Now, now I, I get it. He's young. He feels as though he can put Milwaukee on his back and carry them to the promised land. I mean. Charles Barkley said it when he was young and in his prime. You know, Pat Ewing said it. You know, all those old school NBA heads said the same thing. But eventually, 10, 12 years in, you realize that you can't do it. Okay, I tried. But, you know, at least I give him props for coming out and saying that. But you should never, never say you would never. That's the only problem. You never say never. KD said the same thing. And then now look what happened. You know what I'm saying? So don't say, like, you're never going to swap, you know, change teams or whatever the case may be. If you get traded, that's one thing. But if you you know people – if you move, if you leave in free agency, you know people are going to bring that up. And that's why some of the people still hate KD to this day because he said he would never leave OKC. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, I understand. I, I'm guessing Russ is a pretty – I guess he's a dynamic, a dynamic player in himself. Where I guess the two just couldn't coexist, <laughs> if that's the right word for it. Um, I think the writing was on the wall. I, I really believe the writing was on the wall, and it brought into question a lot of things. And to be honest, what KD started is similar to what, excuse me, Kyrie Irving did, um, because. He was like, yo, let me, re- let me reevaluate my situation here. Am I really going to win a championship or am I really going to be that person if I stay in Cleveland? Just like KD was like, am I really going to win a championship if I have Russ with me in OKC? Or what do I need to do to, to build on my own legacy? And I think that's where a lot of NBA players are thinking at this stage. They're saying to themselves, hey, look, you know, I really got to build on my legacy. I can't, even though I'm, I'm, I'm cool with playing with this team, am I really going to win a championship with this team? Or do I need to jump on my opportunity that I have in front of me? I think that's what KD did as far as he was like, look, if I'm going to be 
uh, one of these top players that everybody's talking about, I got to win a championship ring, which has probably made the decision for him to say, yeah, look, am I really going to win a championship ring with Russ? We've been to the finals a couple of times, and we didn't even get close enough to win one. So maybe I need to make that jump and be, you know, with another team that I know will guarantee me to get a championship. And for Kyrie, it was different because he was like, you know what, I need to start my own legacy. They said, you know what, I got to prove to everybody that I can carry a team myself. I can't do it if I stay with Cleveland because this is all about LeBron. I need to establish my own identity, which is one of the reasons why I really think that he's not going to stay in Boston, but I'll get to that in another second. Um, I think that he's really trying to establish this identity to say, look, I could do this. I'm the man. I learned from my mistakes. So now I need to correct them and be on a team that I could prove to everybody that this is my team and I could bring them to or carry them to a championship. I think you might have read that same article I read about Kyrie. I'm saying, I'm saying what? I said, I think you might have read that same article I read about Kyrie. Oh, really? That's what I, he was saying? Uh, I don't think it was Kyrie that said it. I think it was a beat writer. I think it was a Bleacher Report beat writer who came out under the belief that Kyrie won't, you know, he didn't opt in or he didn't re-up on his contract because he figured he's going to be a free agent next season, one. And the rumor, or at least in this Bleacher Report writer, believes that he will go to New York along with, and I'll tell you here in a second, I posted it in a group that, that I'm in. Jimmy? <laughs> Yes, Jimmy <laughs> Butler and Porzingis in New York. And that's formidable. Now, granted, if Kyrie can stay healthy, because Kyrie has one good year when he's, when he's healthy, then he has the next year when he's not healthy. Healthy, not healthy. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a common thing. The problem is that New York don't have the, the – I don't know if New York has the – Cash base? Yeah, the cap space to the next year to, for, for two max players. They still got to take care of that Noah deal. So I don't know what – I mean, I don't think Noah is off the books next year. Oh, so really? That is going to be very interesting on how they're going to do that. Well, I mean – Of course, oh. Brooklyn has their two max uh, deals um, at the end of the year. They can make a run at, the, at both Kyrie and um, Jimmy Butler if, he wanted to come, if they wanted to come to Brooklyn. But I, well, but I mean, hell, uh, Oklahoma City just passed a $300 million threshold. So, I mean, I guess if New York wants to be like the Yankees of the past and pay the luxury tax, they can do what they want to do to make sure they get their team right. That is so, true. I, so. I, I, that is true. If any, if any team that was willing to do it with no problem, it's definitely New York. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a matter of how bad they want it. If they want it bad enough, they'll do what they need to do to make it happen. True. I, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. And I, I'm, you know what? I grew up a Knicks fan. I'm not saying I ever renounced being a Knicks fan. I mean, I guess being not being in the tri-state, New York, Jersey, Connecticut, not being around it for the past God knows how long. Mm -hmm. I can't really keep up with it. I mean, there's ways to keep up with it now. But, you know, I'm just like, I guess I'm just a, a follower of the league. But I, I think that would get the fan base of New York rocking again if they pulled off something like that. Because obviously Kyrie want to come back home. You know, but home could be Brooklyn. 
Because, I mean, it's Brooklyn and Manhattan is only 15, 20 minutes, depending on how you go about it. <laughs> yeah. I just don't see – I don't see Marks doing that. Um, I think Sean Marks is looking at younger pieces. I don't think he's looking at established veterans anymore. Um, that's why I just threw it out there, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Sean Marks would actually do something like that. Um, I think they'll focus on, on young, younger pieces, and we'll see how that plays out. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think that some of the signings that the Eastern Conferences um, did really, to be honest, they really didn't do anything. Nah. Like they stand, like majority of them stood pat. Like I know Raptors re-signed Van Fleet. Um I mean, but that was just it. That wasn't like no real oh, I'm sorry. Um Raptors signed Van Fleet. Um Boston is still in the works of trying to re-sign Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart, which I don't know right. why. Um Washington now is gonna have Dwight Howard. We'll see how that's gonna work and see how cohesive that team is gonna be. Um, now, now it's interesting that you bring up Washington. Mm-hmm. So I saw a rumor that Washington and Cleveland are having internal talks for a possible trade, Colin Sexton, and some pieces for John Wall. <laughs> well, at least they got that aspect. Wait, but you said last week that they was in conversation and talks about Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill for love. But from my understanding, our Cleveland is insistent on keeping love. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So they're trying to they're trying to bring together a formidable one-two punch. Because obviously in the East, you don't need a big three. You just need a strong two. And if you got a strong two and pieces around you, you stand a very good chance to still be competitive in the East. That is true. That is true. So you put a love wall combination together. I mean, it ain't it ain't a sexy type of thing, but wall wall would give you twenty something points a game. Wall can give you ten plus assists a game, and look, and love can kind of get back to the form of where he was back in Minnesota. Now the big question is: Will uh, Tyron Lou? Now try to run the office through love and wall, and if, if wall were to come up to be a trade, obviously if that doesn't work out, yes, the office is going to love because he would be a number one scorer. Wait, know? wait. So who is who is trying to initiate the deal? Is it Washington or Cleveland? I think they're both cohesively just talking. I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna be honest with you. If Washington can pull this deal. Uh, for Wall, mm-hmm. and I know DC fans is gonna be so they're gonna hate me for saying this, but if if, if Washington pulls this deal with Cleveland, that would it depends on on the deal. But Sexton to Washington, it's not bad at all. No, I agree. I think that, I think that I think that gets I think that will make it so that the offense runs through Bill, and when Wall was hurt. And the office was coming through, Bill. The Wizards were actually pretty nice. I, that's what I said last. That's why I said last week. I said, why would they trade Bill? Because that whole they showed that it worked. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely showed that it worked, and Washington was happy about that. Like, I mean, off. I mean, not to say you know, Wall's injury had Washington playing much better. Right. So, Right. You know, that's why I was like so puzzled when you said Bill at first for love. I'm like, why would Washington do that? 
Well, I don't think that was something that the the media pundits were talking about. This is okay. something amongst you know a bunch of guys I know who are rabid Wizards fans. They they gotcha. wanted the best for the squad, and they were adamant. They they actually liked the idea of getting rid of Beal for love because they feel as though it's Wall's team. I mean, and Wall is not a bad point guard. I mean, granted, he's one of the t- he's a top ten point guard in the league. He's fast. I, you know, I, yeah, he's not a bad point guard in my opinion. No, it's never about the talent. Like talent wise, he's fine. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, is the chemistry aspect of it. If the chemistry doesn't work from a team standpoint, no matter how good you are, it just doesn't fit with the team. So. That's my that was my whole concern. My thing is, yeah, of course, I, it'd be a toss up between Wall and Bill as who's the best player. But mm-hmm. if there's the chemistry, if you lack the chemistry, it's going to show, and right. that's what's going on with Washington. Well, I mean, the conference. I mean, sorry, the Eastern Conference is a is a toss up right now. That's why I mean, Boston right now has, is the favorites, but to be honest, it's a toss up for anybody to make it into the playoffs. And I think that they, that's what everybody should be fighting. I mean, I mean if, if, if Cleveland and Washington pull off that trade, that easily puts Cleveland back in the top four. No. You know, okay. Uh, oh, who would be the top four? Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto. Indiana. Right. Okay. Okay. So – Toronto. Possibly, possibly the bottom four. I mean, because Toronto ain't losing nobody. Toronto got the same squad. It's just a different coach. No, 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 no. They're going to regret not keeping Dwayne Casey. I agree. I, 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 there's going to be a drop-off, a significant drop-off. I agree. Mm. But, I mean, as far as talent, you still got to think they're one of the, they're the top, the, the upper echelon of the East. Yeah, but now everybody knows about the bench. So the question is now, how are you going to, how are you going to plan? Like now, people, the teams, other teams are going to plan for what Toronto has because there's no change. There's no change in offense. There's no change in defense. So it's pretty much you're getting the same from last year. And there's people that's the, that's planning these teams against play against these teams that have a better defense in mind against Toronto. So I don't think Toronto is going to be the same Toronto from this past season, as far as the season is concerned. I'm not saying that it's going to be a significant drop off. I'm just saying they're not going to be the same. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I had to pick between the top four teams, mm-hmm. it would be Boston, Philly, Philly, forgot about Philly, yeah. Milwaukee. And it's going to be a toss-up between either Indiana or um, I'm going to put Detroit in the mix. Oh, because they, they, they have uh... – Now they got Casey there. So – And also, this is a signing that's not very significant, but uh, Dougie McBuckets went to Indiana. Yes. And he's going to replace Lance Stevenson. And that's and, an upgrade. That's an upgrade. Well, upgrade offensively, the yeah. downgrade on defense, but still. It's, um, off, it's offensive league. It's offensive league, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Okay, I can still see a wall love tandem maybe being 
a six through eight. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. If, if if that was the case, they will make yeah. the playoffs. That's I, I I'll give you that. They will make. Right. It. I, I just the whole thing with with teams being on new teams is that it's got to take a time for them to gel and right. for the chemistry to work. Otherwise, you got to you know. The first half of the season, everybody's going to be down on, like, L.A. because they're not – they may be a 500 team or, you know, some of these other teams that haven't been together a while, they're going to be – you know, it's going to show first half of the season. But by the second half, they'll get their act together. And you could tell whether or not they're going to be able to make it or if it's just a fluke, so. Well, it's – uh the NBA is starting to become a drama like the NFL now. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Um, no. But uh, I was a bit flabbergasted by everything that kind of went down. I was kind of soured by Golden State signing Boogie, and I'm just like, you know, it's just not fair. Um, I mean, I understand if you could make the salaries work and they fit underneath the salary cap and Boogie went and took a, a ridiculous-ass pay cut to be on that team, considering he said he left a two-year $40 million contract with the Pelicans. Like, you walk away from that? that is, yeah, that was the initial offer before um, the injury. Right, and he walked away from that. So I'm like, yo... If you could do that, then wow. You know what I'm saying? So props to props to Golden State. Now, I guess he's betting on himself where he said, okay, I'm going to just take this little measly ass, you know, Lucy money, you know, uh, chump change, and I'm going to go out there and really prove that I'm that dude. And – see how it kind of works out, you know, and then possibly he can get a, a super mega deal. Yeah. No, that's that's basically what he's doing right now. He's trying to do that. Um, I don't know whether or not he – I guess from what he's saying, even though that they offered him that money, it was prior to injury. And after that, there was no conversation after the fact right. about that same money being right. offered. So I think that's where he was coming from as far as nobody reached out to him in regards to that being concerned. So when um, Draymond recruited him, he was like, yo, of course. Let me, you know, I'll do it that way. I don't have to worry about anything. And by the time I do come back, I'm thrusted into the playoffs um, with a better shot of winning a title. So I'm not mad at what they did. I'm not mad at what um, Boogie did because, to be honest, it's, it's an opportunity. So it's an opportunity not only to, 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 to be on a team with someone like with that caliber, but just to be on a team general with players knowing that you're going to make it even further into the playoffs. So. Agreed. 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 So yeah. it's going to be fun leading up. I, I still don't know if I'm going to watch um, because it's just ridiculous. But, um, I mean, I will keep – close eyes to see some more transactions and see how things kind of work itself out. So, Yeah, of course. But we'll see because I'm pretty sure there's going to be more some more willing and dealings as um, Clive Flazier would say um, <laughs> down the road. And probably by the end of this week, we'll see some more pairings or maybe some more trades. Um, of course, the Summer League already started, so 
we could always talk about the conclusion of that going forward next week. Um, sure. But for right now, it's about that time. I didn't even look at the time until I didn't realize it was that time. Um, when we start talking, we just continue to talk. And next right, week, right, right, it's time to roll out. So um, I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Um, let them know where they can reach you at, Ace. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, CatDaddy1963, CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And, of course, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter, I am Al Qualls. Again, Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can also catch um, – I don't want to give um, Smooth's information until he's here. So, um, But he will be back next week um, after his, his mini hiatus and special assignments that he's got going. Um, you can also catch Guys Talking Sports on Twitter and on Instagram, Guys Talking Sports. Um, guys, um, t- on Twitter, it's at Guys Sports Talk. Because somebody took guys talking sports, I don't know why. But on Instagram, you can catch it out on guys talking sports. We have all our clips there, so you can check it out. Um, like us, hit us up with the like, you know, and give us a shout out. Comment on the Instagram page as well. You can also check us out. We're now on YouTube as well under guys talking sports. So check us out on guys talking sports on YouTube. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. You know, appreciate all the love and support. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to to comment. You know, let's talk sports. Anytime that you want to talk about anything sports related, you can always hit us up. We'll post some things about sports as well to get things going. Uh, Maybe have some poll questions and get some stuff out there as well. But for now, advertisers, feel free to reach out to us as well. We'd love to meet you guys on the air. But for now, we'd like to thank you guys for checking us out again. Until next time, y'all take care. God bless and good night. Good night. Happy 4th again. Happy 4th. Happy 4th to everybody. And be careful with those fireworks. You don't want to be another JPP.